0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the ClioCast. My name is Matt. And I'm R.C. And we have two guests with us today. We have, first up... Laney. And... Sam. And they are an environmental scientist and geologist, respectively. They were used to work for the National Park Service, and they are uh, experts in a field, and we have some questions for them that are going to completely waste their time.
1: And they actually have degrees, and they actually uh, have experience, which is something new. <laughs>
0: yeah. we Well, we, we have had uh, someone with you know, skills and experience in, on the podcast before with the Hunter Larkin episode.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's different yeah. than normal though, it, it's
0: just us. Yeah. Uh but you found something interesting today.
1: Yes. Uh I found some newspapers from nine eleven. Well, nine twelve actually. Uh apparently my grandpa went out the next day and just bought all the newspapers he could. <laughs> which is kinda cool. You know, <laughs> little mementos.
0: Uh yeah, I I'm looking at it right now and it, it's it's quite it's a lot. It, it it just has you know what you expect the front page of a newspaper would have on it, which attack is attack on America. It, it it does say attack on <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of metal, yeah. <laughs> and almost the entire newspaper is just just nine eleven stuff.
1: Do you think Bin Laden went out and bought newspapers the day after nine eleven too?
2: His mom did. I feel like he was playing hentai games. <laughs> yeah, uh, he did. His mom bought them and framed and put them on her fridge.
1: Getting on Counter-Strike, <laughs> I'm so proud. Getting on Counter-Strike the next day. <laughs> <laughs> like, "Hey guys, you never guess." Uh,
0: but before we get into national park talk, I want to talk about something local to Kansas City as uh, a apartment complex in Northeast Kansas is uh doubling the rent or asking the people residing in their apartment complex to leave.
1: See, otherwise known as evicting with extra
0: steps. Yeah. This is the same apartment complex, from my understanding, which uh, left their residents without heat for a while. Uh, so keep an eye out. And if you are in the Kansas City area, and this is happening to you. Uh, there's this thing called uh, the KC Tenants Union, and you should reach out to them and see what they can do for you.
1: Definitely don't pour grease down the drain. Um, don't do that. That might damage your landlord's property, uh,
0: which we wouldn't want. Or pour concrete down the toilet.
1: Or put concrete in the washing machine. <laughs> 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 don't do any of those.
0: Yeah. That, no. No violence against your landlord. Yeah. But uh, now to cycle straight into our national park questions. I can Absolutely. Tie
3: that story straight into the
0: oh
1: i was gonna say hard segue but how about (laughs) good segue a
3: soft segue okay so um we worked at grand Teton national park Mm -hmm. i was a fish biologist for
2: four seasons i was a vegetation biologist for five six seasons i'm gonna i'm gonna
1: stop you right there what is a season in the national park service it
3: is april or may or june to september or october or november depending on how much money your boss has
2: so in the national park service most of like the people you see in the field like the iconic rangers any technicians you see out in the field they're seasonals they're only there for five to six seven months absolute max at a time um it's very interesting since that's primarily the way the nps gets really anything done it's by seasonals Mm,
1: so (laughs) part-timers
2: um
3: and uh it's like something crazy like 60 or 70 percent of the park service is seasonal
1: Um, oh yeah so it's not just all like your park rangers
3: there's i i I did some i did some uh research but i didn't write everything down um there are twenty two thousand employees that the oh. park service employees, and I didn't write down how many of those are seasonal, but it's like six something 60 or 70 percent. And oh. how
0: many of those 22,000 put concrete in washing machines? Uh,
3: well, I didn't even think about that before, otherwise,
2: um, <laughs> <laughs> you know,
3: I would not have done that because it would have hurt the next seasonal who had to live in our that's, that's tiny fair. apartment. That's anyway, fair. so uh, we worked at Grand Teton National Park. Um, I think we're going to do a later episode on how terrible. Uh, gateway towns are.
1: Which spoilers.
3: Gate- uh, yeah, spoilers. But um, <laughs> long story short, um, they put in internet after we, you know, not having internet until 2019.
2: Yeah, I had lived there for three years at that point yeah. and finally gotten internet. In no cell house. phone
3: service, no internet. You're really roughing it out there. It's really hard to find a fucking job if you do that. Can I guess? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to hold it in. Um, Anyway, so uh, they finally put internet in, which you would think would be, like, a right, you know, is internet because your employees have to be able to find jobs and talk to their family and stuff. And they're like, cool. Uh, Well, we we gave you internet. We're going to raise the rent. And they're not just going to raise the rent. They're going to raise the rent up to Jackson Hole prices, which – pull up on your phone. Just look up Jackson Hole median, like, average rent. Let's see what that number is right now.
0: I'm going to guess (laughs) –
2: yeah, what's your best
0: guess? Uh $4,000 a month.
3: You might be close. That actually,
2: yeah. Yeah, that you could might be have it. gotten in.
3: Yeah, yeah, so they were like, we're going to slowly scale tax and Jackson Hole rent prices, but we're not going to increase your pay more than a quarter a year.
2: Yeah, between inflation and rent increasing increases, uh, grantee on seasonals are oh. actually taking pay cuts.
3: Okay, so... The average rent for a 763 square foot apartment is 3,671 not off. dollars. A month. So, that's a decent chunk of change. But
0: that, if not your entire paycheck, it sounds like some people Probably. might be might be going into debt mm-hmm. in order to live up there.
3: Yes. Well, if you mm-hmm. think about, a lot of people live out of their cars, and if you think about it, if you, the Park Service wants to have more diversity in their hiring. If you make it so that someone has to have very wealthy parents to be able to afford to live there, you're not really going to uh, do that for yourself, are you? You're gonna yeah, have yeah. a very specific type of person who can come work in your very expensive park to live in. That's gonna be someone whose parents pay their rent. So that so
1: why doesn't the government just like provide housing then? They do. They, they do.
3: do. Yeah, but you still have to pay rent. Oh. So this is this is their increasing so we It's not like a park,
1: it's you just no. have to be able to
3: if you're a volunteer, it's a perk. If you're working there, then you have to pay for it. They yeah. they can't just build and If you volunteer, a, you have to volunteer 32 hours a week, so it's 32. a full-time yep. job as a volunteer and yep. you get free
0: housing. <sighs> okay. But you, you, you you can't build just like a like a big like kind of bunkhouse and then have like a clubhouse with like internet and stuff. They have those. They do have those. Yeah. I want to I wanna... Is, is it... the
3: rent is cheaper for those.
0: Okay. I just want the government to build like
1: a Soviet-style block in the middle of Yellowstone just for the rangers to live in.
2: they Yellowstone did. They did? Just <laughs> do that for every do park. 2022 Yellowstone
3: housing. Yeah. I, uh, yeah I think that's very that, much a thing.
0: I think they should just, instead of doing that, they just build it around Jackson Hole and ruin all the rich people's view and just kind of just box them in.
3: Yeah, that's the key, is uh, rich people and then you've also got tourists who think they know better than
2: the people who have worked there for years. Yeah, Jackson Hole no. is a fucked up place yeah
0: now since you mentioned people who know better than you uh what is the worst person you've ever dealt with as okay. a park ranger
2: i think you have more stories do you than start? I do.
3: okay so i was a um part of my job was being a boat inspector so it's the second picture yeah um part it, of my it, wait, job,
0: it, it, is that just a like there a, are one a, and
3: two bedroom apartments and they put uh, in 34 uh, so that's enough to house potentially a couple hundred people that's
0: not not what it, it they that, look nice. It, it, yeah, they're, it's just a regular like that. It,
3: all or just that building just
1: it. Yeah, but see that's like a that's like a shack. I was oh, talking about like yeah, Soviet know blocks you get, get, you Yeah, that, that, like <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> what I meant That
2: would be aesthetically unpleasing. That's the, the yeah. point the But, but you'll them.
1: have housing, right? Yeah. I, you won't be homeless.
3: okay. So I was a boat inspector. And I w- we were obviously in Jackson, Wyoming. So you can already imagine the type of people who live in Wyoming. Yeah. Psychos. So, inspe- yes. <laughs> so as a boat inspector, um, I had all sorts of people ranging from terrified to be getting inspected because they thought I was a cop to people who thought I was wasting their time. I was inspecting, for those, if anyone lives Outside of the world of invasive species, I, I, God damn it! What are you laughing at? I am uh, a terrible meme. Um, I lost my train of thought. Thanks.
0: Inspecting both invasive species. Yes. Okay. So invasive
3: species. So we inspected for zebra mussels. The zebra mussels are a terrible little animal that was um, introduced to the great lakes in the early 2000s and have spread prolific since then um and are now in all but six states in the u.s oh. so we wyoming was one state that they were not in and we were trying to keep it that way a lot of people just thought that we were the government trying to be the government and like ruining their vacation by stopping them for 30 seconds to make sure their boat didn't have any little bugs on them so there's one dude who made it his mission To mess with every single, (laughs) every single boat inspector within a two hour radius of him. Um, So I'm not going to give any details because I'm not going to try not to dox him. But um, he, 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 um, he would go do like a route. So he would start with the state boat inspections and then work his way up to all the federal boat inspections and then go home. And then he'd like stay home for a couple months. So this guy was a sovereign citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, he
0: the, would, the smartest of people. Right. Yeah.
3: He would stop at the station and then he would proceed to be just deliberately a pain in the ass throughout the entire inspection process. We had questions we were asking and basically made it so we didn't have to look at the boat. Where were you at last? Where are you going next? All that stuff. And rather than actually answering the questions, he'd say, am I being detained?
0: Oh, your boat's being detained.
3: <laughs> and that's what I would tell him because I had the authority to call to quarantine his boat. And I would say, dude, I really don't want to quarantine your boat. All you have to do is answer these questions and then you can go enjoy the lake. It's like, I understand you're from around here. These are just questions that I'm required to ask everyone because I'm just a grunt in the chain of the ladder of the, of the federal government. And he was taking asking, all of your money to pay your rent. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I would just... He, eventually he made it through and then we had to call law enforcement on him because he like he just left we were like well you can go but we're like gonna stop you we're, we're gonna stop you before you get in the water like unless you tell yeah, answer these questions it was a whole thing he kept coming back like three or four times that was terrifying mostly because I didn't know if he would come back with a gun because I'm not assigned a gun because I'm not law enforcement I'm just a biologist who gets paid $15 an hour to look at a million boats a year So that was my worst person I've ever dealt with. I have a lot more stories, but that's the worst.
0: Sam, do you have a worst person?
2: Uh, Thankfully, I was out in the field quite a bit, like pretty deep into the field. I didn't really encounter too many tourists. But we had encounters along like roadside work. So um, as part of my job as a vegetation biologist, we would do invasive plant control, utilizing herbicides, which... Regardless of how you feel about them, it's the most practical, cost-efficient, and manpower-efficient way to manage invasive plants in an ecosystem.
1: Yeah, like Agent Orange, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah the helicopter days with Agent Orange were super fun. I don't know why we always did it when the Vietnamese families showed oh, up. We don't edit <laughs> 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 Anyway, so we were doing some roadside uh backpack spot spraying um and a car drove by just yelling shit at our at, at my crew and we're like all right whatever shit happens they drove by they're gone five minutes later same car comes back around yelling more shit out the window uh we just do our best to ignore and move on because we're stuck in this field gridding back and forth hitting all these plants five minutes later they come back again and this time they get out of the car. That's
3: when you call law enforcement. They're that's like, yeah. That's that's exactly
2: what happened. Like my crewly at the time was like, "All right, guys, let's head back to the trucks. Let's work on the cops on these psychos." The they were fortunately the uh, the LES were actually just down the road because we were we were at the Moose Wilson Road, mm-hmm. which was like five minutes away from headquarters. So the guys came up pretty fast, and that dude like took off, and we never saw him again. But did well, we were able to
0: figure out what their problem yeah, what was? Their was? deal?
2: I just don't. I just don't think they like to spray herbicides. I think we did get a look oh. at their license plates. They were from California, wow. so they were probably the extreme, super hippie, like don't poison the earth, man. It was the chemicals, like okay, yeah, makes, it's, that it's makes the, it's so the chemicals. Sense. In case it wasn't clear about that, yeah, we were spraying chemicals to kill these fucking musk thistles. Yeah, and they have like tap roots that can get up to like six feet deep. So I'm not digging that shit out.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a bitch. Yeah, it
2: is a bitch. But, yeah, they suck. So, yeah, that was probably my worst encounter. I managed to avoid a lot of it, thankfully, just for from working in the backcountry.
0: Do people like take girl. you more seriously with the smoky bear hats?
3: Um, I had a coworker who got one because she was going to test that, and then she kept forgetting to wear it. Um, yes is the short answer. Yeah, I would agree with um, that. Most People in the public don't understand that everyone wears the same uniform. Most of them think that if you're wearing the uniform, that means you're a cop. Um, so if you're wearing the hat, they extra think you're a cop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so because I had a couple of people ask me where my gun was. And I'm just like, I'm a biologist. I'm not a I'm not a cop. It's Like, <laughs> I'm just looking at boats I just look at boats. Like, I'm, my job is not to intimidate people. But um, yeah, I want to say yes, they do. I did buy it uh, this year. And I bought it specifically to use as a prop in my wedding.
2: Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's as good a reason as any.
0: Now, have you guys ever like hurt yourself? I know the parks are pretty dangerous. Has there ever been like an incident you guys have of note, of any injuries? Yes,
2: yeah, I do have you, one. You've got a few, yeah. I've
3: got well, I've got one where I had to go to the ER, um, and it's less of like a exciting story and more of just I was being an idiot. I was cutting zip ties off of a um, pit tag array. So pit tag is um, when you microchip your pets, you put pit tags in your pets. It's the same thing. It's just, it looks like a little pill. You enjoy, you put hmm. it under the skin and then it gives off a signal that has a number on it. Okay. So we put those in fish, um, cutthroat trout, and we release those fish. Well, we catch them out of the place that they live, release them back in, and then try to figure out where they go to spawn. Um, so one of these arrays was a two and a half hour hike. And we were out taking it down at the end of the season, and I was cutting zip ties off of a cord, and I was cut using the knife towards my hand instead of away from it, cut a two-inch hole in my hand, and I had to hike out. We did not have our first aid kit. No one had a first aid kit. I don't know how anyone for did not get in trouble for I'd, that. I'd, yeah, I I'd, don't know I'd, how I'd, anyone... As super
0: outdoorsy park rangers, yes, also government of officials. Had,
3: none yeah. of us had first aid kits. Um, So we wrapped my hand in electrical tape and biodegradable oh. um, flagging and i hiked out this was the most popular hiking trail in the park so i'm hiking out um trying not to show all the children that are doing this hike the blood just dripping down my arm because <laughs> the electrical tape didn't work and i ended up getting six stitches just
1: like welcome to the national parks yeah. kids
3: I'm Just fully, <laughs> fully in shock hiking yeah. out like trying to keep my shit together. You got you like ah. it's asking us why we have fishing gear and like the person who was hiking out with me was trying to like you know i mean at, talk a, to them. At, yeah. at that
0: point that's where you just kind of have to flash the hand to any adults nearby that's, that's where you just yeah. got I,
3: I was like fully like high because it's just dripping down my arm oh, it and was, if, it all around if they
1: fun. ask of course you fought off with like a grizzly bear oh, you know of course. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah you know those bears you know I, you should see them
3: it was also like two days before my parents came to visit me oh. so it's like i got to call my mom that night and be like yeah when you get down here um I have stitches in my hand. <laughs> she wasn't happy. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my most exciting
1: one. I know that, Matt, you can actually vouch for yeah, uh, the...
0: I, I, I can vouch for the tape. I, yeah. uh, I, I once mountain boarded out in the... Uh, no, I was mountain biking. Mountain boarding was a different event. Yeah. Uh, I was <laughs> mountain biking in New Mexico once, and uh, I ate shit and basically, like, completely just mm. stripped my arm of skin and uh, my solution, even though I'm pretty sure I did have someone who had a first aid kit nearby, but I just didn't want to be the the loser who's like, guys, I need to use the first aid kit. So I just I just like duct taped it. Oh, no. <laughs> and, oh, and, and i was rolling with the duct tape for like a like an hour or two before someone finally asked like matt why do you just have a strip of duct tape just like around your arm i was like uh because of this and then i ripped it off but like it was long enough that it was like kind of still starting <laughs> to scab so when i ripped it off it like reopened the wound they're like no. jesus oh, christ <laughs> why did, well, why didn't you tell anyone i was like absolutely
2: i didn't
0: yeah it was not fun well, you are just built different right <laughs> I, I am just built different <laughs>
3: I mean, mountain bikers, like, you should see the shit, like, our friends who mountain bike, they just, like, show up to work, and their legs are just completely covered in road rash, and it's like, can you walk? No, but I'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I... Yeah, that's
2: happened many times.
0: Yeah. I ate shit on a mountain board once, and I have never touched mountain boarding again, but uh, if you you don't know, mountain boarding is, like, a long board, but with, like, massive off-road tires, and you strap yourself in, like, snowboard. It is stupid. Don't do it. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> That sounds dumb, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I guess another question we had for you guys was um, just hearing about all the, uh, you know, low pay, terrible housing, expensive, bad guests, whatever. Why would you choose to work in the National Park Service? Like, it sounds like not a good job, all things considered. Like, you could get better employment elsewhere, right? Yes.
3: I'm going to let Sam answer first, and then I'm going to answer.
2: Sure. Um, it was, I I mean, I woke up every day with the Grand Tetons in my backyard. That's fair. Um, I liked the work I was doing. It was science-based. Um, it wasn't like I was working for some private corporation that wants to, like, you know, drain this wetland or uh, raise this sagebrush field to put in, like, an apartment complex. Like... We were trying to maintain the ecosystem for future generations to get out there and explore and enjoy it. Hmm. So that was primarily my reasoning. Um, I wanted to get into conservation work. Uh, This was a good foot in the door. And it helps that we had a three-day weekend and I could get out there and play.
1: Oh, well, I guess that's as good a reason as any. Yeah, It's very noble, actually. (laughs) Kind of conservation versus consumption, right?
3: That is, like, most people's answer is going to be something yeah. along the lines of that. Um, adding on to it, like, yes, the pay sucks, but you are living in a place kind of like, you know, like Jackson. Um, until they raise the the rent at Grand Teton, you know, you're living in a place. Um, one of the places I lived in, my rent was $600 a month. That's not bad. Yeah. That's so bad it's though. like you're not making that much, but you're also not paying that much in rent. And, you know, you walk two feet out your door and you can go do whatever you want, like um, hiking, paddle boarding, all that, all that stuff. And then um, it really is like the, you know, connection with nature and a lot of like minded people. I've never found jobs where like everyone was on the same page, you know, with why they wanted to be there. They all love the same stuff. It's, I don't know.
1: You normally have to join a cult to find that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
3: it is kind of a cult. <laughs>
1: no. We, we
2: joke that we get we get paid in sunsets. Yeah, which is
3: depressing as hell because everyone, like, believes that. And that's w- that's how they justify not giving anyone significant pay raises. But, um, I mean, it's kind of true.
0: At least you don't have nightmares about Outlook notifications. Yeah, no, that's
2: true. <laughs> yeah. I,
3: I didn't have to look, well, until I was a crew lead, I didn't have to look at a computer for months. It was great. And I, I, could, I could use the excuse of, I'm sorry, I don't have cell phone service to get out of talking to people. And it, until I actually got internet, it, it was true. Oh, that's Last summer, I was just lying to people. but oh, well.
1: um, That is a good perk. Yeah. So we've been talking a lot about the Tetons. Um, have you, either of you worked at any other parks?
3: I worked at Big Cypress National Preserve in southwest Florida.
1: Okay. What was that like?
3: it was small the entire staff was like 20 people um to give you context grand teton when it's fully staffed with um seasonals is 300 so um it was really small um they have like two three no they had six law enforcement officers um they had three scientists and then my, the group I was in was an environmental education group, and there were like eight of us, and then the rest was all the administration. Um, so, it was really small. It was, it was kind of similar, where it was just like a lot of people who just wanted to be down there, but that one, we were 45 minutes from Naples, so hmm. it was um, a little closer to civilization.
2: Yeah.
0: Were there a bunch of weird airfields that you didn't know existed out there?
3: <laughs> okay, so not <laughs> weird airfields that I didn't know existed, but... One of the visitor centers at Big Cypress does have an old airport from when they were going to put, they were literally going to drain the swamp and they were going to put in an apartment um, complex down there. But they realized that um, draining the swamp is really expensive. Mm-hmm. So then instead they instead donated the land to the federal government, um, which is great because they're, um, you know, conserving a really important ecosystem down there. But so there is actually like a working airfield at one of the visitor centers at Big Cypress. And I watched them land a rescue helicopter there once. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Shit ton of alligators, lots of birds. Um, if you enjoy hiking where you are wet up to your ass, you will enjoy it. Um, because you hike through the water and you don't wear waders because the water's really warm and it's
0: nice that yeah. no no <laughs> no no. No.
2: no no let me Hell give you no. more
3: context unless you're salmon terrified of snakes the water's clear so you can see all the way to the bottom so you see all the
2: way like to the crystal snakes. clear
3: yes crystal you you went on a hike with me rc down there it is crystal. i don't clear. remember I don't okay remember it's that. crystal clear yes you can see all the way to the bottom um it's kind of Unless cool, it's, actually. like, rain. It is really cool. Because that's, like, the, carry the swamp, like, <laughs> filters it, right? Yeah, yeah. So, swamps are, um... <laughs> swamps are the filters between fresh water and um, and the ocean. So, So, like, when, brackish waters? Yes. Well, it moves... Mangroves are brackish water. Swamps uh. are fresh water. So, like, uh... They act as a really important filter for, uh... The fish that live in estuaries. Hmm. So, um... And I am pulling this out. It's been five years since I've given this talk, so <laughs> I'm pulling this out of out of somewhere. But um, yeah, they're they're really important ecosystems. Um, they hold like a ton of species, so it's like really important for that. And then also they're just if you like spiders and snakes and all that jazz.
0: Negatory. Yeah, no. You
2: don't
3: like it. Nope. You'd be surprised how many snakes can just swim.
1: No, no. I've seen some swimming snakes before.
3: Super cool. Oh, yeah. That I didn't know.
1: Venomous, right?
3: Yeah, Very, very venomous, yes. Hopefully.
1: So I wasn't sure whether I should save this one for the end, but I think we're going to kind of move into lighter stuff after we've asked these. So I'm just going to ask, kind of maybe an elevator pitch style thing, just like why should the general public care about national? Like why should they exist, right? Because – I mean, parks, you know, you got Disney World or whatever. Why should we continue to fund the National Park Service? Like, what benefit does it offer people?
2: These are your lands, public. These are your escapes. These are your connections to these natural, wild places, like this fantastical scenery. Um, Most, if not all of the national parks are preserved for their, like, fantastic geology, their access to wildlife, uh, their recreation opportunities. It's, it's, it's a play. It's, it should be like America's escape into the backwoods. Your, she, Lainey is so moved by this that, she, that she's choking up.
3: Yeah, I'm choking okay. on my wine.
0: Um. Now, it, if it, if it's my land, why won't you let me go on the geyser?
2: Because you'll fucking you destroy dive.
3: it. So we are we are the caretakers of the land, but we are also the caretakers of the idiots who want to go on the land and die in dumb ways, which is also going to be a later episode. And so part of part of in task, tasking the park service with taking care of these lands is trusting them to make decisions about the lands that the public does not get any input on, and one of those decisions is what is open to the public and what is closed to the public. And sometimes Actually, 100% of the times, things are closed for a reason. And the reason is usually that you will either get stuck or you will die if you go to that place. Um, That's not answering the question. I have a hard time answering that question. That's why I didn't stick with Interp. Is because I I don't know how to put into words why you should love the land. You just should. All you have to do is go there to see why you should. You don't go to the Grand Canyon and think... We should put a pool in here. You just don't. Cool. Because you go look at it and you're like, holy shit, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen.
0: So, so should we build more arches then? Because that's a national park.
2: I said 90% of the parks, that is the one exception.
0: It, is it the worst park?
2: No.
1: Arches National Park in Utah? Gateway no, Arch.
2: No, get, oh, oh, okay. Gateway St. Arch.
1: St. That one's of a the, park? Okay, okay.
2: What so, is, of that's gotta be so, the worst park. So, we're
3: gonna do a little park history here okay so the national park service does not just manage things that have the word national park after them they also manage national battlefields national historic sites national preserves national prairies uh,
2: scenic, riverways, scenic riverways national monuments yeah
3: stuff like that so the the ones that don't have the the big national park after them are not less important they just are not, you know, the national parks. The national parks are the best of the best of the sites that they that they manage.
2: Except for Gateway Arch.
3: The Gateway Arch was made into a national park as an attempt to get people to like a certain person who made it into a national park. Um, there are better places to make into national parks, but that person, without getting political, even though I'm going to get political, um, doesn't actually care about land... <laughs> So it didn't actually care because the same person declassified Bears Ears National Monument and um, Grand Staircase Escalante. That's what I'm going to say about that. It was a National Historic Site before it was a national park. It was a great National Historic Site because it is a National Historic Site. It just shouldn't be a national park because it doesn't protect any actual scenery.
0: That seems solid. Is that why they got rid of the McDonald's Riverboat? which used to be next to the Gateway Arch. Because Probably. They, most, they,
2: most likely, Yeah, because yes. it's national park
0: now. Yeah, because yeah. They, they, they used to have a McDonald's that was in a uh, old-themed riverboat right by the arch. Oh, damn, they did? Yeah, they it's did. Also, it, it was so sick. <laughs> Return. Oh, come on.
3: Of the national parks, I would say it's the worst national park, also because it's in the worst city in America. St. Louis is look the worst up, city Look up in the most dangerous city in America, it's St. Louis. Uh,
0: the, it, is it not East St. Louis, which is in Illinois?
2: Yeah, I don't,
0: I don't get it here. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, get better pizza, St. Louis. Get better bagels.
2: Just be have, just be better. better. Have more
1: respect for your bagels,
0: guys.
3: Just Come have on. Some, have more respect. St. Louis, you can do better.
0: I, I, I will say, uh, though, uh, Lafayette Park and the area around it, also uh, the area kind of around the Budweiser uh, Brewery does look sick. That's a really cool area. Build more of that. But,
1: unfortunately, you do not have to hand it to St. Louis.
0: Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah
3: but st louis doesn't need anything they just need to be better
0: now as the outdoorsy types and i kind of think of myself as slightly outdoorsy yeah. but you guys take it to a whole nother level uh i want to know uh what's your boot choice when it comes to hiking boots
2: oboes danners 100 Never never cut costs on what goes between you and the ground. Uh, a good pair of Danners will cost you 200 plus bucks, but it's worth every penny.
3: They'll last you for, depending on how much hiking you do, they'll last you for three years. Danners are the also uh, the boots that the National Park Service sells as their uniform boot. Oh. But oboes are my choice, because I didn't have to break mine in.
2: You do not want to be 20 miles deep into the backcountry and wake up on day three with your feet covered in blisters. You want good fucking boots.
0: Oh, I've God. done that. I've done that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I have turned my meat in my feet into raw hamburger before. Filming. Like, yeah. I believe deep.
1: you're an example yeah. of why you break in boots before yeah. you go yeah. for yeah. a yeah. hundred yeah. mile hike. Yeah,
2: that's also true. That?
0: Uh, I was wearing, uh, I believe they were North Face. Yeah.
1: See, my boot of choice is Redhead by Bass Pro Shops. <laughs> it's the best boot I've ever bought. I'm not even kidding. They're great. And
3: everyone have a different boot that they
2: like yeah it's to each their own and i i recognize everyone's not as privileged that they can just drop 200 plus dollars on one pair of boots like once or twice a year so
1: i mean i guess for most people it wouldn't be as much of a like career investment as you guys because most people are more like it helps that we get a boot allowance
2: i don't oh well i did i did we have to
3: replace our shoes every two years because we use them that much because they're work shoes
1: well, you gotta put a lot of miles
0: you can on. Hike yeah.
2: for work. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: fair. And what are you guys' backpacking
2: must-haves? Well, a backpack. I've never been backpacking. Really? Really.
1: Well, how about this camping must-haves? Like, what's your everyday carry when you go camping? Like, other than Spices. I was gonna say, other than like toilet paper or something obvious like that, just like maybe Spices. something.
3: Ladies, get a Kula cloth. It will change your life. I'm not gonna elaborate. Just look it up. Um, spices spice your food, please. Um, you don't have to. You don't have to eat bland food just because you're camping.
2: Um, a good sturdy sleeping pad. Mm-hmm. Um, the older you get, the more you're gonna fuck up your back by sleeping on the bare earth or the rock or a root.
1: Foam or air mattress.
2: I have an inflatable one that I can okay. puff up with like ten breaths or so. I think it's uh, I think it's a climate clamat, clamat maybe. I haven't looked at it in a while cuz I haven't I been have out I
3: have a 100% REI brand because I'm a broke bitch, but it all works really well. You don't have to go Patagonia to uh, <laughs> <Patagucci>. <laughs> to have a good time. Yeah. You don't have to spend a fortune to have good backpacking gear. You just need to do research.
2: Hmm.
0: I mean, my my choice for this is one of those like really good Aluminum chairs that you can like fold up and it's really light. Yeah. Because sitting on the dirt really sucks, and if you can like bust out a chair, even if you have to balance on like two little stools. Yeah. 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 I do not
3: use normal camping chairs. I only use the backpacking camping chairs just because they're like they work for everything. They're so comfy. Yeah, they're perfect.
1: See, mine was uh, a good pillow. Yeah, because it helps too. with the sleeping. True, like, true. Like I don't, I can't sleep on just like clothes, and then I feel worse the next day <laughs> on backpacking. So I made sure, no matter what, just invest in a good pillow, so I have some place nice to a put my head.
3: Hammock is also always nice because you could sleep in it
0: if you need to. Oh man, I know, I know a guy who only sleeps in hammocks. He only he, he, he only sleeps in hammocks. I, don't, I, don't, this I don't guy who biked.
1: I, 30 miles to a camp out and then whipped out the hammock.
0: Yeah, and then and the, I don't think he owns a tent. I just think he has his bike and a hammock. It's He is insane, and I love I him for it. Like I know
2: people. Yeah, like yeah, quite a few.
0: Now, I, as a poor working person, which we all have been, and if you haven't, I, I think you're listening to the wrong podcast, where
1: – But don't stop listening. D- keep listening. D- 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 keep yeah, subscribe, listen follow please, us, keep listening. Give them
0: money, too. R- rate, rate us – tell your friends uh email your girlfriend i don't know um (laughs) get a girlfriend what 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 are the best places to drink
3: just in grand teton or in general
0: well in 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 grand teton what what was the local watering hole for the poor park rangers all right so we're gonna start
3: in grand teton (laughs) we're gonna start in grand teton and then we're gonna work our way out to jackson
2: yeah okay
3: in grand teton You want to go to the Signal Mountain Lodge and you want to get yourself a Huckleberry Vodka Lemonade. That shit has real Huckleberries in it. It's really good. Um, Dornan's Pizza and Pasta Company has fantastic margaritas, Order a double, order a triple margarita. They don't do the
2: triples anymore. Never mind, they we, don't do the triples we anymore. We bought too many triple margaritas, oh, yeah. and they started losing Sam's money crew,
3: on us. Sam's crew is the reason why they don't do triple margaritas anymore, so you <laughs> don't yeah. make him. It's the max. Sorry, But they guys. also have Jackson. A big thing in Jackson for the summer season is sloshies. If you don't know what a sloshie is, it is a alcoholic slushy drink and everyone has they them if glorious. they want to be something so dornan's pizza and pasta company the chuck wagon also has sloshies you can get sloshies at creekside deli creekside. albertson's liquor store albertson's hoback, hoback market, market is like the best
2: place did, did, did you
0: just list a grocery store liquor store as the best place to drink at
3: no the best place to get sloshies oh. but that's yes. not the best place it's the hoback market if you want variety, that's where um, you so go. So, that's for drinking in Grand Teton, the the park. I would say Signal Mountain's the best place for cocktails. Dornan's is the best place for margaritas or sloshies. Outside, I'm going to give it over to Sam.
2: Literally, you just need to hop on a trail, hike for a couple hours to get the fuck away from all the basic-ass tourists. And then you just pop out your hiking beer, cracking on top of a rock, <laughs> and you're golden. I think the best beer I've ever had in Grand Teton was at the end of a, I think, 14 or 15 mile day on the Teton Crest Trail. We were, my group was camping on the Death Canyon shelf. We walked over to the ledge, threw our feet over and cracked some beers and just enjoyed the evening.
1: Now, what beer?
2: I was a, a broke bitch. So, <laughs> Tallboy PBR. Hell Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's the official beer of this
0: podcast no it's not they, 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 they please don't sue us pbr well they wouldn't
1: sue us but now which is better the trail beer or the shower beer after the trail beer
2: trail beer i gotta go with the trail beer okay. you're usually pretty thirsty at the end of the day and the water just doesn't hit it that that fucking lukewarm pbr because it's <laughs> been in your backpack all day it helps
3: yeah, and the best food in uh, in Jackson is the food that you were thinking about the entire time that you were hiking, which for Ooh. me was usually Cuddy's
2: or La Fiesta or
3: La Fiesta, which is the best Mexican. Okay, I can ever.
1: I can vouch for that. Yeah, we were talking when I was at Philmont doing the like hundred fifty mile whatever. We were just talking the whole time about yeah, we're gonna go back to the steakhouse and just get like a twenty four ounce. Yeah, mile one, you start thinking oh. about
3: your food, and then that is the only thing that gets you through a long ass hike. It's that food. You're like, I know I'm gonna eat that the fuck out of that. At the it end. does
2: hit different. Yep, it does.
0: Now, how are the parties though? As four people, you probably threw some good <laughs> ragers.
3: I um, sit back, just sit yeah. Back. <laughs> I I'm just gonna start this by saying I didn't start going to parties until I met Sam, because I wasn't an, and continue to be an introvert. Um, so take over, Sam.
2: So. Most seasonals are kind of fresh out of college or a few years out of college, so there's still a little uh, of that uh, party energy still left in them. So I joined, the the crew that I joined, the Grand Teton Vegetation Crew, is like the number two party crew in Grand Teton, right behind trails. So there were parties almost my, every weekend. My
3: first season I was told that they'd party like frat, a frat house.
2: Not... Not as rapey, like, 100% less rape. Yeah, without the rape. Yeah, 100% (laughs) less rape. Yeah, but, um, since you're only there for six months, a lot of seasonals kind of look at it as, like, almost sort of a summer vacation sort of situation. So there's just, there's a lot of camaraderie, like, off the clock. Like, a lot of the park housing has, like, fantastic views, and it's kind of isolated, so nothing wrong with, um rolling up to, you know, a house on top of Shadow Mountain, uh, sitting down on the porch, enjoying the fire, and slamming back 15 beers and oh. crashing in your car. <laughs> oh, God. The, I will Not say...
3: crashing your car, crashing in your
2: car is S- what S- so Some people okay. have crashed their cars. Don't do that. Don't drive drunk Like those people.
0: But, but Yeah, how, how do you, like, get transportation, like, to the parks and around the
2: parks? You've got to drive, unless you're in a, like, a metropolitan park, which i guess the arch now
1: they have the metro link they got the 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 metro ones that
3: are not parks like the historic sites that are like in dc and stuff but like if you're going to like yosemite or arches or stuff yeah, or Yellowstone, yeah it's there are buses that'll go around but it's like old people who do them it's like the like senior travel groups i think um i think my grandma did one of those in ireland once it's like those are usually on the buses but or like you could rent one of those like camper vans or something, but it's really driving. Minor. So we're
1: not gonna get a Yellowstone streetcar anytime soon?
3: Uh no. They not do likely. have the they do have the yellow bus or the uh. like the yellow cars that they do, but those are just like wildlife tours. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh is there an airport around there?
3: Grand Teton has the is... only international airport in the National Park Service.
2: Ooh. And they say that like it's a good thing for some reason. (laughs)
3: Yeah, it sucks uh, because you'll be like on a 10-mile hike way back in the backcountry and a commercial jet will fly over you. But it also means that you get some pretty cool like Navy and Air Force flyovers sometimes. I've seen some really cool planes out there.
1: That
0: does sound cool. Is it it mainly just rich people's private jets?
2: No, uh, yes. Yeah, it's Harrison Ford. That's why it's there. Crashing his plane into the... Like, Ford (laughs) (laughs) times, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, once you've lived in Jackson long enough, you'll have your wild Harrison Ford sighting. Like, it's bound to happen. That's kind of cool. Do you want to know our
3: Harrison Ford stories? Do you have, like... Have you seen
2: him? Yeah, he was... My first season, he was out looking at, like, an Airstream for sale on, like, one of the back streets in Jackson while I was driving by with some friends.
3: Okay, so I personally don't have a Harrison Ford story, but I was told this by a friend that the year that the uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens came out, one of their friends ran into him and was like, "Are you Harrison You're hey, you're Harrison Ford?" He was like, "I used to be," which is a line from The Force Awakens.
2: So. Oh, that's funny.
3: Also, he apparently looks like a homeless person. <laughs> I
2: mean, he drives man. an old beat up Subaru. Yeah,
1: well, I would too.
2: And he's friends with the Dornan's uh, owners. Actually, he goes to get his, I think, his like wine and liquor from them. That's cool. So I've been told, yes. I've never seen him there, but... That's yes. pretty
1: cool. He's got a local celebrity up there, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, you also have uh, former Vice President Dick Cheney up there as well. Yeah. You, go fuck himself. you, you, you ever have a Dick Cheney's
2: spotting?
3: <laughs> no, he has not shot someone in the woods there
0: yet. Legend <laughs> says
2: if you're alone out in the woods at night and you hear a gunshot, it's Dick Cheney. Oh. <laughs>
1: Speaking of government though, I, I actually had a question of my own. You guys were you working there during any of the recent like government shutdowns and stuff?
3: The only shutdown that I have been in was when I was in Florida and I was it was the weekend that I was supposed to give my first um, presentation of the program that I had been working on, which was about invertebrates in hmm. the in the swamp. And I, I had to cancel on them because I was not allowed to work. Uh-oh. Even though I was a volunteer, I asked my boss, I was like, can I still do this? And she was like, technically, no. So I had to cancel on them and they were mad at me. Wow. <laughs> so. Um, why,
0: why were they mad? They know there's a government shutdown.
3: Um, yeah, I think they thought that. We would still be able to like pull some strings and go out there. But it's like if something happens and they find out you're working, like you cannot work during a shutdown because you're not getting paid. I was a volunteer, so it didn't matter. But so I don't know why I wasn't. I guess to.
1: liability or something.
3: Yeah, it's something, something like that. Because like nobody works. Um, it's basically for employees. It's like you get a free vacation um, because mm. they do get back pay at the end of it. No. Um. Provided, obviously, they come up with a continuing re- resolution, which they usually do. Yeah, but so far. they do get back pay. It usually takes a little bit for them to get the back pay, but really? they just see, yeah they just see it as a um as a vacation. So well, as long
0: place. as you didn't like run your bank account nearly dry doing something stupid yes, and the exactly. government shuts down.
3: You're also technically not supposed to go anywhere because if the resolution is passed you're expected to be at work the next day so like the one shutdown that I was in uh they were like we were like can we go to the keys and they were like no because if they pass a resolution you have to be back at work so it's kind of like a
1: just purgatory basically
3: Basically, I mean like if you're living in a beautiful park
1: well okay yeah you can just go out and
3: do whatever but when you were me working in Florida and we worked six days a week um (laughs) and then there was a shutdown and we were like man my first opportunity to go do something and then they're like actually you know
2: there Mm -hmm. was i think the shutdown of i think early 2019 that happened during the hiring season impacted us 30 day one i think so it was one that was like a month or or a little bit more it impacted our hiring managers quite a bit because that's normally when um, the hiring process starts for seasonals, where everyone kind of figures out to where they're going and what they're doing. So that was all put on pause. So once that resumed, hiring managers were basically scrambling, trying to figure out who their staff was going to be. When normally by that time of year, they would have like had some sort of clue uh, who's coming on and to what work plans they were going to be doing.
1: Hmm. So it's kind of the timing affects it more than the extra shutdown itself, almost. Yeah. Uh that's rough. It's just so different because most people aren't in you know the public sector. They're in the private sector. So I think they just kind of know of shutdowns and stuff, but they don't really think past it. And that's kind of why I was asking that question is just to kind of, I guess, get a better picture for the average people that might be listening because at least in the Kansas City area, we don't really have any parks here, do we?
3: Uh, Tallgrass Prairie National Preserve is two and a half hours from us. Um, Brown versus Board of Education National Historic Site is in Topeka. Uh, Fort Scott National Historic (coughs) Site is in Fort Scott. Um, And then we've got um, Fort Larned. Larned. Right? Yeah, Fort Larned is in southern Kansas. And then um, Nicodemus National Historic Site is in... Um, northwestern Kansas. What about those are the five that we have in Kansas.
0: W- w- would Mark Twain National Park be... That's in Missouri. Is that a park or a forest? That is a uh, forest. Sort of forest. Yeah. Hmm. Those
3: are the five we have in Kansas. I yeah. think
1: four. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah Lauren's the only one I haven't been to. That's cool. So are there any questions you guys had that we might have not asked you? Anything that you, like, kind of were thinking, I kind of want to talk about that, you know? Or do we cover all our bases?
3: Not for this one.
0: Uh, Do you guys know any misconceptions about the National Park Service that you want to clear up?
3: No, your taxes do not pay my salary.
2: Oh, boy. Literally less. It's like what? Less less than than one cent Less less than a penny of your taxes
3: go to the National Park Service.
2: How
0: many times have you heard that?
3: I've never heard it, but I've been... um,
0: Really doing boat inspections? You never heard someone.
2: Yeah, they've never
3: said, "Well, I pay your salary." They've just kind of like implied, like, "Oh, this is a waste of my money." They've said stuff like that, and it's like the the sassy person in me wanted to just have a pocket full of pennies and give people pennies and be like, "Well, here's your money back, sir." (laughs) But um, I was never that bold. Um, and also I liked my job at the time and wanted to keep it (laughs) but um, yeah it's less than less than a penny of your taxes go to the park service Um, if you would like more of your money to go towards the National Park Service please call your representatives because we would love to have more money because then we'd actually be able to fix the 14 million dollar maintenance backlog Um, the Great American Outdoors Act helped kind of but it basically meant that every park was able to fix like one big thing they've been wanting to fix
2: yeah, that was basically a Band-Aid on a, a bullet wound. Yes. Oh, Wow. Yeah. It, it helped
3: a little bit, lot. but it didn't fix the problems. Hmm.
2: So. There's, what, what problems?
3: Well, for um, I mean the housing problems. So. Yeah, most big, of the
2: parks need need government housing to house their seasonal employees.
3: And that's an issue that has to be solved with money. Yeah. If don't have money to um, rehab the
2: houses, to upkeep them, to build new. Part of Grand Teton's housing problem is that they simply don't have enough seasonal housing to house like all the staff they need to get their work done.
3: Um, to the point where one season where we worked there, they had staff living in hotels.
0: hotels. They, they just can't get like, all the staff and be like, all right, guys, you're building a dorm. And...
3: No, they don't have the money for it. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, and then, like, road... Issues like if it's not a big issue, they're just not going to fix it because they can't afford to fix it. The (laughs) Great American Outdoors Act money in Grand Teton specifically went towards um, paving the Moose Wilson Road finally because that's been they've been re they've been grading it like twice a month for the last. 100-something yeah. years. So that Imagine. road
2: runs between um, Moose Post Office uh, near the park headquarters and the Teton Village Resort. And I think eight miles of it is a dirt road. And after, you know, millions of people drive that road, and it just becomes pitted with potholes that'll just fuck up the alignment on your car. Yeah.
3: So that that is what the grand teton used their great american outdoors act and also just the issue that they don't have enough staff to fix all the issues and you need money to hire more staff They need, to pay, you need to pay them a living wage pay them a living wage and
0: it just goes arm. on yeah yeah uh looking right now there looks like there's a big hotel right by grand teton called the four seasons can you guys oh. take over that
3: uh, they, they actually, so in our, um, orientation every year, they open up, the superintendent goes to and they open up, and they're like, oh, ask us questions, and one guy was just asking him all the hardball questions this year, which was great, or oh, last yeah, year, fantastic. which was great, and he was like, okay, so what are y'all gonna do about the housing, and he said, I mean, he was honest, he was like, ah uh, there's not a whole lot we can do, right now we're trying to work with a developing company in Jackson to put seasonals in. Um, the issue, One of the other big issues that Grand Teton is having is that a lot of their older staff who became permanent while it was still possible to buy a house in Jackson Hole, Wyoming um, <laughs> are retiring, staying in their or houses, dying. or dying, staying in their houses, and then those positions are opening up. But previously, you know, they didn't need to fill that, so Permanents get preference for housing. But the more permanents you give housing that was previously seasonal housing, the less housing you have for seasonals. So that's the issue they're working on. Almost sounds
1: like they should do it like the governor's mansion, right? Where they have one house for every permanent member, and then once you die or leave the job, it just opens back up, and you don't get to keep it.
3: Well, the issue is that people were buying their own houses in Jackson. Because yeah. They were like, this, they were is my affordable. Per- yeah, this is my permanent house, mm. and so it's just like their houses, and now they're retired, and they're just living in Jackson. Yeah. So it's not houses that are in Grand Teton, it was so, houses like... Yeah,
2: basically, whoever's coming in to replace this person who just retired that has a, their uh, own house in Jackson... Uh, can't afford to purchase a house in Jackson because the average single family home is what five million dollars. Five million. Five million. Yeah, $5, yes, $5 million. for twenty twenty two. So they need government housing to come in, but there's no housing.
3: So they're taking housing away from seasonals, giving it to permanents, which is fair, but also they're not building houses for seasonals. I to think
2: make the
1: government out. should exercise its power of eminent domain. Maybe just kind of annex the local hotels. It's like yeah, we oh, own these my now.
2: God. Okay. That would be crazy. So,
3: yeah. Wyoming people hate that because they hate the government encroaching on them. They're to surrounded the by where, government land. Really, yeah, right? okay, so to the point All of where, the value
1: of their state is in the government parks. tourism
2: and <laughs> government land, yes. I, and condom.
1: So,
3: <laughs> Grand Teton National Park. A lot of the land in Grand Teton National Park was bought by John Rockefeller. John Rockefeller would buy the land from under the guise of the Snake River land management, Snake River land land management, management, management company. company yes. And he would not tell the people he was buying the land from that he was buying it to donate it to the federal government. So they thought that just some guy was buying their land mm-hmm. to use it as a ranch. Once they found out what he was doing, they got mad and they went to the Wyoming government and said, Hey, if this dude keeps buying land and donating it to the government... We hate the government. We don't want this land to become more government land. And then it goes so to the, the government. <laughs> so the legislature of Wyoming passed a law after Grand Teton was made into a park saying that no other national park can be established in Wyoming. So federal land can be, none of it can be called national parks after that. I don't... So the John D. Rockefeller Memorial Highway is not part of either park because that was established after Grand Teton was made into a park.
1: I don't know if the state of Wyoming has the authority to do that.
3: They did <laughs> that's yeah. They did it.
0: And the, no still... one no one in DC wants to take up that fight. I guess. Yeah,
3: I think it's that. Um, we we've had a lot of issues and this would be enough for an, another entire episode, but we they've had a lot of issues with Oh, trust me. The um the state government encroaching um on like their federal management practices, especially with mountain goats.
2: So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a shit show. We'll yeah. get to that later. Yeah, that's a whole episode.
1: Well, I think we should, as we've been saying, probably save some stuff for the next episode or two. All
2: right. Well,
0: that's all we have. Thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, of course. This has been great, and we look forward to having you on again. Uh, This has been the Cast. I've been Matt. And I am RC. And you can go ahead and – oh, you guys.
2: I'm Lainey. And I'm Sam.
0: Thank
1: you again for coming on.
0: And you guys can go ahead and follow us on Twitter at History. You can get us review you get your podcast, tell your friends, leave us a review. Uh, you can also email us at Clio History Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, any review or uh, spreading of this podcast really helps us a lot. And if you like it, uh, tell your friends. Thank yeah.
1: you. Thank you. Bye.